This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. This is my house. This is my house. I'm taking over, okay? Stephen A. and the crew. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Touchdown! It's a Sammy Watkins Palooza touchdown! Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Touchdown Bullpups! No flags on the play! It is 99 yards right up the seam! The big play threat from a season ago does it again! Everything happening in the sports world. Personal file, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I tell you, I thought this morning I wasn't going to make it to this <laughs> afternoon. I, I haven't had many mornings like that in a long time. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, getting ready for a big, big, big weekend, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How was night number three with the CPAP machine? Well, it was... uh, Nights one and two sounded like they were okay. Last night was a little rougher. Ooh, why is that? It's just the the thing that you have, the, the, the attachment over your nose... It kind of, it, it just, it's sore. It makes my nose sore. So I'm still learning to adjust to that. Well, you'll get tough. Well, I know that. It's like running around with bare feet. Yeah. You grow your calluses. Yeah. You you earn your wounds. And then you'll be feeling good here in a week. Well. Do you I, feel well rested? I know you've been working hard not today. today. Not today. I'm not as rested today as I felt the last couple of days. You've been working hard at midkansasonline.com. Well, that's, right. that's right. So hard that I don't even know if you have been able to grasp how close we are to a busy weekend. I mean, it's here. Well, I just take every hour and minute as it comes along. We have a big football matchup on Friday night. The Bullpups taking on the Abilene Cowboys. And then you and I have Matt College taking on Tabor on Saturday night. We have our coaches show on Saturday morning. It's a busy, busy weekend, Steve. But did you see the biggest news of the day? I didn't. You didn't see anything about the biggest news of the day I haven't, that might have some problems for your Kansas Jayhawks I here have soon? Not, I have been, I've had my nose to the grindstone putting out those local stories, and I have not gone on to check anything else out. Well, let me give you a little refresher on what is happening. Do you remember Josh Pastner? Yes. Coach at, basketball coach at Georgia Tech? Correct. He used to be at Memphis. Well, the Yellow Jackets have been hit with a postseason ban. They're lucky, to make, Tech. they're lucky to make the postseason. They will not be participating in the 2019-2020 postseason. And why this relates to KU is that I think I would probably deem some of the things that went on with the Georgia Tech postseason ban, and maybe not as much me, but other voices around college basketball, deem it to be a little less than what happened at KU. Are you familiar with what happened at Georgia Tech? No. Are you familiar with a movie called, I think it's called He Got Game, the Denzel Washington movie with Ray Allen? Jesus Shuttlesworth. Yes. Oh, yeah. Do you, Have you seen it? Yeah. So do you know the scene where Jesus Shuttlesworth shows up at the college where they're trying to recruit him and he goes into the bedroom and there's like 
five women there waiting for him. Well, are you familiar with that scene? Yeah, yeah. This is a family show. Well, I, I, we're not going into too many details here. I'm just asking if you're familiar with yeah, it. Yeah, I am. I didn't say what, what they're doing in there. They're just in a room. Okay. But something sort of similar happened at Georgia Tech. And to my understanding, it had to deal with Wendell Carter. Do you remember him when he was at Duke? Right. Played so, one year, and I think he's with the Bulls With the now. Bulls now, I'm pretty sure. Well, apparently, whenever he was on his recruiting visit, one of the Georgia Tech players kind of under the instruction of one of the assistant coaches, orchestrated a little trip to a club. Okay. Not just your normal nightclub, but I'll let you imagine what it probably is. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And so that has not been well received by the NCAA. And so they are going to receive a postseason ban. There's a couple other things that go in there as well. But what I have been seeing as the consensus around college basketball is... That if Georgia Tech was hit this hard for something that some people don't think is probably quite as big of a deal as physically paying players to come to your school, or whether it's you or some Adidas rep, I think the people are thinking this could be bad for the Jayhawks. It could be bad for Arizona, who has been involved in this. It could be bad for UCLA. Those are the three teams that I keep hearing It's coming up next. It's coming up next. And after hearing today's news, Steve, for you as a KU fan, do you feel better, worse, indifferent, the same as you did two days ago when you found out KU's in some trouble? I'm going to just say what I always say. If you committed the crime, you got caught, you do the time. And I don't care if I'm a KU alum, a diehard KU fan, if they committed violations – you got to pay the price. And it seems like to me the NCAA, their rulings here as of late are getting more, uh, you know, severe. Their penalties are being more severe. They're wanting to send a message. They're wanting to clean up college athletics, which will never happen. Especially on the basketball Bas- side. Basketball's just. The basketball that. side is really it's all of a- the problems right now. It Steve. really is. If you want to really dive into it and think, okay, well, College football certainly has some marketing issues, and what I mean by that is players being able to capitalize off their own image as well as players being paid to go to schools. And, it, and a then, lot of it's because of the one-and-done rule. Exactly. I was going to say, in football, you about have to stay three years because you're physically not mature enough. Well, you to do have the, to stay three. And you're physically not mature enough to go to the NFL anyway, any younger. In basketball, I, again, do the one-and-done rule would – take care of a lot of this. I think it would get solve a lot of, of it. Get rid of the one and done rule. It's stupid. I mean, it makes a mockery of the collegiate educational system. You got kids that go to one semester, you know, basically to be eligible the second semester to play in the tournament. The NCAA tournament's over. They know they're not going to come back. They quit going to school, the, you know, the probably the day the second semester started. They probably quit going to school. I mean, these guys aren't there to go to school because – in their minds, they're going to the pros. They can hire people, you know, to take care of their finances. And then, you know, they don't they don't need school. School's not for everybody. It is not for everybody. Exactly. It was for you. You like school. No, I didn't. I could see you being a, a great student. I was not. Oh, don't sell yourself short. Well, I, I was not. I was not. When I look back on it, I, I kind of kick myself now that I really didn't, you know, 
concentrate 100% on studies when I was in school. I wonder what you did concentrate 100% on. A lot of sleep. Oh, yeah. A lot of sleep. A lot of late nights. Yeah. I'm not surprised by any of that, Steve. So it sounds like KU could be getting in some trouble here soon. Oh, they're going to get hammered. And they're going to make an example. If Bill Self has some things against him, this is the NCAA's perfect opportunity to slam Bill Self, send a message, and say— And one of the blue bloods. Yeah. It's to send a message, you know, if it can happen to Bill Self, it can happen to anybody. Look what we'll do to him, and we're not afraid to do it to anybody else. But I keep going back to what I said earlier. If they did the things they're alleged to have done, you got to pay the price. Some of, some of the similar things with this Georgia Tech case as it was for Louisville. Do you remember that a couple of years ago mm-hmm. under Patino and the guy who was the recruiting coordinator and right. previously had been at UMKC? I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but that was similar. And we have seen that the NCAA, at least in basketball and football the last couple of years, has not been afraid to throw out the postseason ban. And I think that is a more severe punishment than, oh, far it, more. than some of the scholarships yeah, because and some things like that. I mean, you get, what is it, 13 basketball scholarships? They're not too worried yeah. about scholarships. Yeah, scholarship. I mean, they only... And if they have to, they can move things around. But for the big power schools like KU, North Carolina, Kentucky, Louisville... Well, how's North Carolina gotten away with people doing work for students. But remember what just happened this past summer, Steve, at the University of Missouri with their football program. Almost the exact same story where there was a girl who was in school and was the tutor and took a test for some Missouri football player, and they got a postseason ban. Where I think of some of the things that we saw at North Carolina happen today that they could be getting in some trouble. And that's Roy. Roy is like God. You know, when it comes to the paragon of virtue. So I will be interested to see how things go over the next five years, especially with the Blue Blood programs. When, not that I'm saying these places are guilty, but there's always things that are going on. When is it going to be KU's turn? When will it be Kentucky's turn? Right. Kentucky, have they been in any trouble no. in the last decade no. under Calipari? Uh-uh. And everybody wants to go out and get him and say he's a cheater. They've never been in any trouble. North Carolina, maybe just a little bit yeah. with, with the school thing. Has Duke really been in any big trouble? No, and not to me, Duke is the one school I really believe. If, if they really investigate them, I, I still think there's some wrongdoing. Now, Arizona has been in some trouble. Ooh, yeah, I'm just, And Syracuse has been how in some Sean trouble. How does Sean Miller still have his job? I don't know how he still has a job either. But I'll be interested to see what the NCAA does because they know – that things are going on across college basketball. They know there are some recruitment malpractices that are happening. They know that there is some money being passed around. But how do you catch it? How do you stop things? And KU is certainly not innocent on some of these things, if everything is true. I just will be interested to see how hard they go. I don't know if we'll ever see a death penalty like we saw at SMU for football. I don't think you'll ever see that again. I don't know if we'll see anything like that because... Frankly, SMU is not recovered. Yeah. They're they're still dead. They beat TCU last week. Yeah, but they're still dead. When yeah. was the last time that they were really good? Yeah, they have. And of course they had look at all the recruiting area that they have just in their backyard. Right. They should be a lot that better is, at a smaller conference. The, that is one of the best ESPN thirty for thirties. I mean, they used to show that like once a week there for about two years they'd show it once a week. So pony excess it's called. That's right. Craig James, Eric Dickerson. 
Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, you know what today is? Bullpup football. It's a Bullpup football preview Thursday, getting ready for McPherson's matchup against the Abilene Cowboys coming up on Thursday night. We'll take a break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, it is a Bullpup football preview Thursday as we get ready for McPherson to take on the Abilene Cowboys tomorrow night. Coming up on the road in week number four, I think you and I are both excited to get out of town for a couple of hours, be able to go watch the Bullpups play, and hopefully improve the 4-0. Yeah, uh, you know, this is one of those games um, on the schedule that when you looked at it, you kind of marked this one down as an automatic W before the start of the year. Uh, Last year, Abilene came here. Uh, This game was over uh, before the first quarter was over. Basically, the Bullpups jumped all over the Cowboys. Uh, I think it was running clock the entire second half. ended up being 62-6. to Abilene's kind of in a down cycle right now. Uh, They've had some great players and great tradition down through the years. Of course, handsome Harley Hazlett was was the quarterback at uh, Abilene. Of course. Now he's the uh, receiver at Fort A. State. And, you know, getting a few pro looks. You throw in a guy like Cody Whitehair, Cody Whitehair. And, you know, Cody Whitehair just just signed like a $50 million contract. I wish he'd give about a million of it to Abilene High School so they could build a press box. So, you know, because we're going to be in like sardines uh, tomorrow night. It is one tight press box up at Abilene. But we play on grass. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a field that's kind of out, you know, among the housing development. Um, and uh, Abilene... It's just going to be a struggle for them. They have not beaten anybody this year. They've really struggled scoring. And when you're going up against a bullpup defense that last week, the starters gave up eight yards and, you know, we had 55 points a half. I think it's going to be a pretty long night for the Cowboys. This year for the Cowboys, they're scoring nine points per game, 154 total yards per game. And they're pretty even in terms of rushing and passing where last year they were very rush heavy. And the interesting thing about this team, Steve, and I was talking with Coach Pav about that this morning, is that they have some pretty good size, and they have some pretty decent numbers. The problem is they just haven't been able to execute. Well, they don't have the skill. They don't have the players in the skill positions. Right. Like they used to. I mean, you look up front, and they have size, 240, 265, 220, 230, 265. Yeah. That's a bigger front line than what McPherson has thrown out there. The problem is a lot of inexperience, and they had a really big senior class last year that took up a lot of the starting spots, and they still weren't able to do as much winning as I think they would have liked. They were 4-5 and five last year, Steve, and that was a team that lost 62-6, to six, like you mentioned, to McPherson. And remember, they had a very strange end of their season. They played Ulysses in Week 8, and they won at home 26-21. They then had to turn around and play Ulysses again in the opening round. I think it was the 8-9 matchup, and they lost 28 to nothing. So that's pretty deflating in a way to end your season. And then you turn around and you lose your first three, and all of a sudden you look up and Abilene's lost four straight games, and they're spiraling downward. 
Yeah, they really are. And, uh, uh, you know, they had one offensive threat last year. I think his name was Maiden. James Maiden, who rushed for just shy of 1,000 yards. Yeah, and he graduated. And, of course, against the Bullpups, did absolutely. He didn't play. Yeah, he didn't play. So, you know, we didn't see, you know, the best of them last year. But, and remember, and, Steve, last year that McPherson completely jumped on Abilene to begin the game. But what, but, Jace Kinneman had an 81-yard rushing touchdown in the first play of the game. They then blocked a punt, got the ball at the one, and scored. So it was 14-0 after like two minutes. But one thing, the Bullpups have never played great in Abilene. They've, it's always been a little bit of a struggle, at least early in the game. I can't remember what the score was when we played them there two years ago. But if I recall, uh, we struggled you know, early in the in the It was game. a 28-7 win. Yeah, we struggled early in that game and, and had to pull away late. So, you know, th- this is a game. Of course, the Bullpups can't be caught looking ahead. Bueller, next week, McPherson Stadium. Could be one of the largest crowds we've had in a long time. Uh, Bueller most likely will come in 4-0. McPherson 4-0. League title will be on the line. Maybe the number one seed for 4A West uh, could be on the line. And the other thing is, I talked with Coach Pam about this as well, is I said, okay, well, you want to be physical, you want to keep getting better this week, but you don't want to look ahead and start thinking about Bueller too much this week. Right. But the thing that he said that I I found interesting is he said, we are trying to preach to everybody, got to be ready for Abilene, got to be ready for Abilene. But he said the best way to get some of their guys' attention during the week is you start saying the B word. Not the bad B word, but Bueller. Right. And you start talking about them for next week and say, if you're not ready to go, that they're going to be ready yeah. coming here, That's especially right. after what happened last year down at Bueller, that they're not looking ahead, but I think that Bueller is their motivation. That's their inspiration, that they want to be both teams 4-0 going into that game and being able to control your own destiny with a win that week. But, of course, you got to take care of business this week, too. And then, you know, you look after Bueller. And, I mean, it's three games that are going to be very, very ugly. The Bullpups have three teams that are just... Well, really, you can make it four, potentially. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, they have Rose uh, Rose Hill Circle, Augusta. I can't remember the order. Augusta, they, Rose Hill Circle. Those games are going to be... Augusta, you never know. It's down there. They might play inspired. But Circle and Rose Hill, those are going to be about 55 nothing games, running clock. And you almost wish you had kind of a, a decent... Uh, competition game in there toward the end to get you back being sharp. Because remember last year, the Bullpups did not have a test after Salina South until they played Goddard. Right. Uh, even Bueller. I mean, the Bueller game was never in doubt. It was, what, 27-0 at half, I think. I think something, worse than that. Yeah, something like that, or maybe 34-0 at half. Now, I think this year Bueller is a lot better, and I think they will be highly competitive. They will take the Bullpups, I believe, all four quarters. There will not be a running clock, I don't think, this year. When it's Bueller, and I'm sure Bueller's thinking, hey, we're 4-0, you're 4-0. It's going to go down to the wire, and it very well could. You know, they might play inspired, but that game's at McPherson Stadium, and Bullpups at home are generally pretty good in big games. One interesting thing that I was thinking about, Steve, is games like last week against El Dorado, although it's big for the scoreboard in terms of a 55 to 16 win. The thing that's strange about it is you don't get to see the dominance in the stat line. And what I mean by that is McPherson started at about the El Dorado 25 eight different times. And so your numbers don't look as good offensively. 
and I don't think they care quite as much about individual numbers. But at the same time, you want to be able to get everybody some catches. And the one thing that always gets impacted on games like this is you have five or six receivers that you want to throw to, and maybe they all catch one pass. And I guess it keeps everybody happy, but the thing is for guys like Aaron Powell or Cody Stuffelbean or whoever that are trying to maybe earn a college scholarship, I know Cody's already got one, but you're trying to Im- impress your resume, Im- improve your resume, right. that sometimes games like that are bad for the stat line, Well, just think, surprisingly. Just think of Canton Galva last week. The Eagles won 48-0, and they ran 16 plays the whole game. So it's hard to make your offensive numbers look a lot better. And they still were over 300 yards running 16 <laughs> plays. They averaged like 20 yards a play. And right now, Canton Galva, holy cow, they are really looking like them. And I think it's, is it Coldwater or Clearwater? Coldwater? Coldwater. I think right now, Coldwater and Canton Galva are really looking like the teams to beat in eight-man division. Uh, I'll say Little River, too. Yep. They were very impressive last week, and, and they, that team will be very tough like to stop. they lost like Canton Gallup. Well, right. That's what makes eight-man very interesting this yeah. year is that some of the big powers that were there last year are not the same. Well, Mound Ridge beat Solomon last week. Central Plains is one and two. I think the game Central Plains and Little River on Friday in Claflin, that's going to tell us a lot. We've got some really good games this weekend. Oh, yeah. That game, then you throw in Smoky Valley and Heston. Fearless Forecaster was in today to talk to us. He was nervous. He is nervous. He he thinks he could lose six or seven, maybe eight games this week because there's just so many toss-up games. And I told him to suck it up, Buttercup. Just make some picks. That's right. Move on. Come on. Yep. All right, Steve. Let's take our final break and wrap things up after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Tap, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, still a busy day today. Yeah. We still have a lot to do, even though we won't be broadcasting anything. McPherson and I cross country down at Wall Park today. You going to walk across the street and go check it out? I will probably drive. Oh, come on. Maybe you can run over there. (laughs) It's a cross country meet. Well. If you throw on a tank top and some shorts, they'll think that you're competing. Well, I I don't. Do they have a senior division? (laughs) I don't think so. But uh, four thirty, no, yeah, four thirty, and I think it's I think it's like JV girls at four thirty, JV boys at five, varsity girls. Or no, that's not right. Four thirty, four fifty, five something, and I think varsity boys starts like five fifty. Okay, something like. Well, you're that. gonna have to go check it out. Oh, I'll check it out. We'll be all over the place there, and I think we should get you a golf cart as well, as you can drive around. I bet Dave Larson has a golf cart. When I was in college, we used to host the cross-country meet, and that was always a real, and it was at like the first weekend of the year, and it was a really important one for the newspaper because you had to get pictures of everybody. Mm-hmm. Every other race would not be at home. Yeah. So they would ride on the back of a golf cart, and they would just be taking pictures of everybody the whole way. Yeah. It was interesting. Well, it's also a big day, McFirst and I, boys soccer team. 
That's right. Seven and one on the year tonight at Andover Central. Six and zero. Oh, the Jaguars have not been scored on this year. So they'll see if they can be the first to yeah. put one in the back of the net against the Jags. And Steve, what have we said many a times about this Bullpup Boys soccer in team? Big games, they've got to find a way to score. It seems like when they play the really outstanding teams, they struggle to score. Got to find ways to score, especially against teams that maybe they have a chance to see later on down the That's road right. in a 5A state tournament. Seen, I have not seen any state soccer rankings anywhere. Have you seen any state soccer rankings? No. Anywhere? I'm just curious. Maybe you could be the ranker. I don't well, I don't know anything about some of the other teams. I'd have to do well, research. Yeah, you got to do your research, but you could vast, be the ranker. I got to do vast research. Exhaustive. We could call it the SSMKO poll. Okay. The Steve Sell Mid-Kansas Online poll for go. soccer. And everybody. And, and I haven't seen tennis rankings like I used to, so I need to go in and check. McPherson High, of course, going to the Collegiate Tournament Champions on Saturday. Uh, Sienna Allen and Taylor Bruce are 18-0 and 0 on the year. And what, it, what the TOC is, basically, is Dave Hawley, the Wichita Collegiate coach, he takes like the top four teams from the year before from 6A, the top four from 5A, the top four from 4A, the best out of 3-2-1A, and they all gather in Wichita, and you find out. who It's kind of like a grand state like they had for the one year in basketball. That's you, right. You weren't around, but. No, I was not. Well, I can remember that year. I was uh, uh, I, I was in junior college because uh, Highland Park was the champion, and their best player, James Sky Patrick, ended up coming and playing at Indy Juco. Hey. He was a freshman when I was a sophomore. All right, Steve, so busy day today. Everybody busy. check out midkansasonline.com, and then it is game day coming up tomorrow. That's R- right. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.